Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 808. No heartbreaks here, though. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by James Dean Raider. He went on with the tank top. This guy, sleeves, he will he will not be limited by sleeves. It's the Friday of FRL. It's the Friday of FRL. I'm not going into the corporate office. You can't make me wear sleeves. Dang it. He's right. Wait, I'm... JD's, he's so popular, he doesn't have to go into the corporate office anymore? On, on Friday? Just today. Well, and I'll, it's, you know how it is, Ben. It's not like, it's not a nine to five kind of situation. Also, he could definitely wear a tank top to the HQ if he wanted, if he wanted to. Probably have. No one, but... no one would care. It would be better than, than uh, half of his other attire anyway. <laughs> more, more professional. I think if you work with Flow Wrestling, sleeveless option is perfect. It's perfect. I mean, B- Bader doesn't wear shoes or Mike. I mean, these yeah. people... Shoeless, especially uh, if it's 109 or whatever the hell you are doing down there in Texas. It does. Yeah. It does get a little roasty toasty for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here we are. It's the 808. Oh. That is the Honolulu area code. Very well, few of you knew that, um, including yeah. me until this morning. And so the question is, who's the best wrestler from Hawaii? Travis Not Lee. Travis Lee, Not right? Lee. Or B- BJ be. Penn. Is there anyone that can even come close to Travis Lee? I mean, uh, are the Tarals from Hawaii? I mean, they're they not. Are, good. They weren't not national champions. Um, Has there ever been another national champion from Hawaii? I, I think Kale was from Hawaii. I mean, Utah. Crap. That one's out. Almost the same thing. That one's out. Thought I had to hey, beat. Yeah. Iowa State legend Grant Nakamura would have been a national champion. Oh, there you go. If it wasn't for injuries. No one loves Hawaiians like oh, Iowa State loves Hawaiians. They the Tarakinas. I think it goes back to yep. Nakamura. I think. I've, I've tried to trace the origins, and even Sion doesn't know. Who was Even Sion doesn't know the origins. Then, then they can never be found, wow. ever. Then there's no origins. No oranges found. Uh, there was yeah. they had another guy. Shoot, what was his name? For some reason... Bray and I were talking about this dude the other day. He changed weights significantly. Pistano. Was he from Hawaii? Oops, Dane, he P- was. Dane Pistano. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, uh-huh. so These people aren't he even wrestled related. from 74 to 285, I think. No offense. No offense to uh, Ames, Iowa, or the state of Iowa. But moving from Hawaii to Ames, Iowa has to be as different uh, an experience yes. as there, there can be. And I'll just leave it at this that. not good. As far as I can know, most of them go back immediately upon <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably fun. 
I mean, I, yeah. It's Ohio like Sion. Uh, they realized they showed up in the wrong place, but Sion didn't <laughs> actually realize he showed up in the wrong place. Yeah. Um, so anyway, shout out to Hawaii and the Hawaiian wrestlers that are there. We got a couple of things we want to get to. We want to get to a, a potential, uh, you know, a hypothetical duel. I mean, that's not hypothetical. It could very well happen. Um, so it'll be exciting. But wanted to discuss this James Green, Dennis Hall tweet. I won't call it a tweet exchange. That sounds well, I haven't seen sensational. This. I didn't actually get the show docs. I'm flying blind here. I'm All good right, with hold that, on, though. buddy. No, I'm good. I'll fly blind. You're, I love no, it. No, you're shared on it, Ben. I'm looking right now. You're shared. Uh, sometimes it doesn't come up in my email. Like, I didn't come up on uh, Tuesday Listen, either. La- yeah, but you were shared on it, and I didn't do anything special, and then you found it. It's there. Ben. Yeah. I will, I should. I wish I could screen share with you right now, but uh, yeah, I wish it's you not could there. Too. All right. Well, I'm here now. I found it. What? How? Uh, I Googled. I Googled. I typed in 808 in the search bar. All right. All right. We, we, we overcame. James Green. So, Den, Dennis Hall tweeted, uh, and Dennis Hall, Greco wrestler, he's a, a Olympic silver, I believe, world silver, Olympic silver, I believe. Um, when I was training, he, he tweeted, when I was training, I never missed practice because I was dinged up. I either sucked it up or modified my training to accommodate it. Don't let minor injuries stop you from getting better today. And then... James Green quote tweeted, said, I did this, worked through little injuries, and here I am dinged up and retired. If you're living your life right off the mat, I promise you taking a day off, day or week to take care of those injuries will do you justice in the long run. I thought this was an interesting perspective from two guys that experienced a lot of success in the sport, and I thought, yeah. hey, let's hear from Ben Funky asking what he thinks about this. And you have Quentin B. Wright in the uh, comments oh, yeah. also. Quentin B. Wright says, overworking is worse than underworking for peak performance. There is time for both, but during peak competition, you will be amazed at what five days of nothing but rest will do. And Sean commented also, we had so many elite wrestlers. So um, true. I would, I would definitely, so 37-year-old Ben would side with James Green. I think, uh, listen, I I didn't nine years of college in high school wrestling. I didn't miss a practice, not one. Um, so younger me, and I, I didn't get hurt a lot. So mm-hmm. younger me would have sided with Dennis Hall. Um, older me says James Green for sure. Um, if it, it, this is, you know, there's a, I actually have a sports psych book coming out on this exact topic. <laughs> there's no. there's a chapter there's a chapter specifically on this. Um, there's times when injure, and I'll give you guys a very specific example. There's times when injuring yourself is going to make it worse. So if you keep practicing, you're a dummy. Um, and then there's obviously a lot of kids, kids, I'm saying younger kids specifically, but because by the time they get the senior level athlete, this is probably pretty rare, who are just not mentally tough enough to deal with a little bit of pain. And you need to be able to deal with a little bit of pain um, because the idea that you're going to be, uh, perfect when you wrestle is, I mean, it's fun to think about, but it's probably not going to happen all that much. Um, and so like my, the, and with the example using the book is my senior year at big 12s, I did a duck under against Brandon Mason and my rib popped and it was really painful. And so the discussion coach Smith and I had is like, listen, you know, there's not really a, like a rib, for example, there's not really any way to work on a rib. Like no matter what you do, you're going to, it's going to use your ribs, you know? Um, and there's certain things like this, a neck to a neck is like really hard to work around and actually wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, so we said, Hey man, listen, if, if I wrestle, my rib is going to continue to stay bad and, and I'm going to deal with it at nationals or 
I can just not wrestle for the next, you know, 11 days, whatever it is, and do cardio and lift the lifts that don't hurt it. And I'll be hell. I'll probably be healthy or be as healthy as possible by nationals. And so we went with that, right? So I stayed off the mat for 11 days and, um, Maybe I was a little more out of shape. My time was a tiny bit off, but it was healthy and it felt good the whole time. And that really, you know, if I was in that much pain, because like when I did it right after the match, I was in a lot of pain, it would have been tough to win. Yeah. So after Big 12, you took 11 days off? Yeah, we, I didn't wrestle again. I mean, like the, my next time I wrestled was warming up for nationals. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever so, talked and, about that? Oh, Maybe I, I, feel I, like I, I, that, that I know same most year of your I heard, stories, Ben. I that, I missed that one. Yeah. Well, that same exact year, I had a couple. I hurt my ankle in the semis of the Missouri Open, actually, against this dude from like a D two guy. He was a good D two guy, but um, I heard it in the match, and I didn't wrestle. I didn't. I did, literally didn't step on the mat again until the Vegas uh, Vegas tournament, which is like two weeks later. And I didn't even know if my ankle was going to hold up. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to mess with it. It was super painful. Tape me up as tight as you can, and I'm going to go out there. If it doesn't work, I'll injure default. You know, like yeah. that, that type of thing. And uh, I went out and I pinned everyone, and it was fine, and uh, we're good to go. Yeah, so I th I think a big part of the um, the challenge for wrestlers is understanding, like, there's there's always going to be an element, right? Well, at least I'm, I think there's an element of discomfort or yeah, sure. some, some element where you're not going to feel great um, and just, like, the level of discernment I think you have to have that yeah, I wonder for someone yeah. like James, like at, you know, in high school and early college, are you thinking this is just sort of a part of the experience? At what point do you become like so in tune with your own body and injuries that you understand when to well, take that time? It's not only in tune. You know, a big part of actually Christian that it is the psychological factor of, I don't want my coach thinking I'm a wimp or I don't want my dad thinking I'm a wimp. And them not having that relationship with their coach where they can be honest about how bad it really hurts or how bad it really is. Now, mm -hmm. you also need to know your kid because i got a couple of kids who maybe lean into like it's too painful. And I, I go talk to their parents first because I'm not, I'm not going to push a 15-year-old kid um, if I don't have the parents' permission. And I don't understand what the doctor's saying also, right? But once I understand what the doctor's saying and the parents are like, yeah, get them going, then it's like, dude, like – we got to go like, this is fine. It's not going to get worse. The doctor told you this is not going to get worse. I know it doesn't feel good, but you need, you need to go wrestle. Yeah. Most humans don't even That's have it. a working spleen. So what's the point, dude? <laughs> Just get out there. Yeah. Um, for real. But a lot of it is the, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's ego or, um, something like that where the kids are worried. Oh, coach is going to think I'm a wimp. Oh, coach is going to be mad at me. That, that type of thing, behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, you know, Quentin saying five days of nothing but rest will do. I wonder how much, I wonder how much of Quentin's um, opinions yeah. were shaped by his time at Penn State, and are we getting like a glimpse into how they do periodization? Because it sounds like they're very much of the less is more sort of yeah. mentality, it, it, at least as it would be compared to other college teams. Yeah, I'd never ever done five days off straight in my life. I wouldn't know what that. I couldn't do it. I don't think I'd go nuts start fighting yeah. my wife or something <laughs> thankfully you have ozzy now so you can fight uh, yeah ozzy will battle with me thank god um yeah i mean i definitely though i'm big on going light before events and tournaments um so i'm definitely definitely for that part of it five days and nothing i don't know I, I would struggle i would struggle mightily with that it's funny uh 
two days ago, Caleb at practice, he, uh, what well, I didn't know about this at practice, but he got like, they're working on halves a bunch and he got like head pinched through on something and he never said anything about it. And he woke up the next day and like, he walked around like this most of the day. He couldn't oh, make his, couldn't make his neck straight. <laughs> so he's never really been injured, injured. You know how yeah. he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's 11. He's, <laughs> he goes, so we're just like icing it and just going to rest for a little, a couple of days. He's like, so is my neck going to be like this forever? Like he was literally ah! concerned. He's like, so I'm like, no man, no way. He's like, so, he's like, is it going to be years? I'm like, you're going to feel better at, like tomorrow. And then by Sunday, it's going to be like nothing at all. So it's funny. That's funny. He's yeah, freaking they, out. Little, little ones heal very, very quickly. Yes, they do. Uh, anyway, so I thought that was an interesting little, little back and forth there, but the the other side of it you know Christian, um, i'll tell you my uh your shared document just came through to me at, at 819 in my email stuff like that hmm. i don't know what what the delay was there i don't either because when i hit the share button it already said it was shared with you so weird i don't know what's happening probably something with yeah. your spect- spectrum internet um, if i had to guess so uh greco though one of the only things they have is toughness so um probably <laughs> i'm legit you ain't got no moves. You just got to go try to beat the crap out of someone. That's all you do. You just keep them elbows in and then just try to beat them up. Boom, 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 boom. With maybe an elbow in there. Keith Gothard is going to devastate you, man. A statement like that. <laughs> but, but we all know it at the senior at the senior level, international Greco wrestling. It's more about what they can't do to you than what you can do to them type things. Gotcha. Um, you got you got defensive liabilities. You're gonna get bombed, and you're not gonna be good at wrestling. How important is the ability to um, train, continue to to wrestle, practice, whatever, through some element of maybe not injury, but something, discomfort, yeah. whatever. Well, I'll I'll say two things. I think number one, number one, when you're younger. Um, if you if you are if you have an injury and you you want to avoid using say like it's a, a thumb right a thumb is a common wrestling injury and so you can't grab as well you know I think that sometimes it teaches you how to do other things right because if you're really if you're really reliant on your grip and also you can't use it you need to do something else to wrestle right so I think that's a good thing that forces you there um, and then I guess number two would only be a partial thing is like there may come a time when you need to compete and you're hurt maybe significantly yeah. or not but like you say yanni in the acl like what what are you gonna do gonna, forfeit what are you gonna do yeah can't get a new acl in a day forfeit nah you're gonna go try to win the title right and so obviously in practice an acl might be an extreme uh example um you wouldn't do it in practice but the ability to wrestle with some type of discomfort and not let it affect you at all is that that's hugely valuable because you don't know what's going to happen throughout your career. Yeah, exactly. It's uh... but I think once you establish that, like once you establish that, you don't need to like, this is where I think wrestling people kind of go overboard sometimes. Is like once you cross that threshold of, I can do this, like I can wrestle and, and ignore my pain or injury or whatever. Right. It's yeah. not like you need to do it over and over and over again. You already have that skill. The skill's not going away. You're tough enough. You know, like you can't like, it doesn't need to be like the the highest ever. Once it gets to a certain threshold, you're fine and you're fine. Can it swing too hard the other way? Just in overall, are, are we seeing it a little bit with 
guys getting held out, guys getting where you get if you're not feeling right, perfect, whatever, you don't wrestle, you don't compete. There's 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 for whatever reason there's like a, a forfeit discussion happening right now on Twitter. I thought that was uh I thought that was because they didn't want to take L's though, not because they were actually hurt. Well, I don't know. Um we can don't we, is that what we're assuming? We could assume that um, because it's often correlated with tougher matches. It's rarely against yeah. the match where they're the heavy favorites. But um, I do think there is an element of the forfeit just to, you know, hey, he's not right. He's not 100% or he's not, you know, feeling perfect. So we're not going to gonna wrestle him. I think it can go. I think it can swing a little hard the other way. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, I have some, I have some younger kids who I'm trying to, to push a little bit through those type of things, you know, but um, like James Green and Dennis Hall, these are senior level athletes and it's very, very, very difficult to get to be a senior level athlete with it. Have it and having not gone through some of that and not be kind of at that level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get to this, uh, this duel. You want to do that next boys? Sure. Let's okay. Do it. JD's put this together. You want to tee it up? Uh, James? Well, we mentioned Negron going to Arizona State and from Penn State, and we were kind of thinking, hmm, that, that, this could be an interesting duel. So that plus maybe the Iowa duel, what, uh, what's going to be the best duel next year? So it's interesting. Um, yeah, and basically the question is which team – can best challenge Penn State. Penn State is going to be far and away the favorite to win NCAAs, and they'll be a favorite in every single duel. So which team matches up the best with Penn State? And it might be Arizona State this year. Um, The problem with with Penn State is their murderer's row of 74 through 97 is insane, and then they've got a great heavyweight also. Um, But I think as we go through this this matchup, it – it's reasonable. It's reasonable. It's manageable. There's an a path to away. victory. There's a path to victory. Um, this path is uphill, and in the uh, extreme desert gonna, heats, I think it's going to rely a lot on your hero. Who, who's my hero? Oh, Bo Bartley. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be. That's. I feel like that's like the hinge point of the duel. I don't even think that's true. I think really. I, think, I actually think forty-one is a must-have for Arizona State. Like if they don't yeah, win that one. A- Okay, so I sorry, I guess that's what that's what I was saying is if they they, they have to win that's the that's the match where they win the duel and if they don't win that match because some of the other ones I'm not really giving them much of a shot on. Yeah, they they do have to win that one. Um, that's the that's one they need. So let's let's look at 125. You've got Brandon Courtney versus Robbie Howard. Robbie is, will be back. He's recovered from injury. We've seen him on the freestyle mat. He's looked he's looked fine, albeit. Uh, is that a did your wife just bring you that coffee pot? I don't know. My wife's gone, so I had to bring my own coffee pot. Oh my gosh, you just brought, I brought the, pot the whole down. thing down. There you go. Oh wow, you got a little left. No, he's Genius. gonna be at uh, at at nine twenty two. He's gonna be begging for. No, a I, made, I made less. I made less coffee than he made less. I, I love this guy. I got this cute mug. My daughter put her own face on a turkey thing for Thanksgiving, <laughs> and it was so cute. cute. I made it into a mug. Look how hilarious it is. <laughs> that is awesome. Man, I need one of those, just not with your daughter's uh, face on it. <laughs> Natalie, get Caleb's on it. Caleb's face on there, whoever you want. Okay, maybe JD's. JD on oh, a turkey. there you go. 
That would be a good mug. It'd be a pretty cool mug, honestly. I think that's the kind of mug JD wants, actually. You know, ne- <laughs> next Christmas, give uh, give a picture of JD with my own face. Yeah, on a turkey. Okay. I don't know what happened. Uh, we're one twenty-five. Courtney. Courtney versus Mick versus Robert Howard. Um, think this is a decision victory for Brandon Courtney until proven otherwise. He kind of has uh, he matches can kind of run away. He can like be a runaway train at times and get some bonus, but mm-hmm. think Howard's not going to be giving that up. But Robbie didn't look great at uh man. I should bring up the bracket so I know who he lost. He also to. hurt his but- elbow. Really bad. Yeah. At trials. I, I worry about the injury side for, for for Robbie just because been battling them for, a, you know. Since high school. Yeah, and since you know, the better part of his, his uh, college career, right? All, he was out all last year basically with injury. Now he's back on the mat. Now he's injured again. Now, is it a serious injury? I don't think so. Uh, hey, but uh, still concerning. Who do you lose? Can I can I make a business suggestion for you guys while I'm asking a question? Oh, this time? would be perfect. This is perfect. Okay, so uh, for a lot of people, if I if I see a name, like I'm thinking of Robbie Howard right now, and I wonder who he lost to, I can just type in Robbie Howard Track Wrestling. Boom, and the results will populate. Right? Mm-hmm. You guys should find a way since you own Track to make the Flow Arena results go directly to their Track profile. So that way, because like for example, uh, the last couple of years. Uh, Fargo has been on uh, Florina. Mm-hmm. And so if I were to like see a kid and look him up and wonder how good he is, I wouldn't be able to find the Fargo results. Please tell me this is in the process of happening. Well, I have some great news. This is and has been in the process. So it will, yes! be, a re- it will be a reality. How we- soon? Uh, TDB. No, give me a date. I don't know the date. So you don't know the date. But... There's a date. Really? That's yeah, awesome. for sure. It's going to happen. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, sweet. Because uh, I would just like to type in Robbie Howard right now and find the results. And uh, now i got to go scroll through uh, and find the tournament. I will as, find it, though. I as Joe Caprino that. says, it's just a database query, Benjamin. I don't know. Stop yeah, talking I know. nerd he's, stuff, he's, Joe Yeah, he, that's exactly what he's doing. He's trying to make us feel like idiots because we're idiots. Well, Database Joe. query. Kiss my butt. Oh, we lost the Joey Bowl. <laughs> That's right, Joe. Okay, so we'll di- we'll get you that. Uh, How do you say point. this guy's name? Jory, Jory, Yori, Yor. Jory Volk. Jory Volk. Jory Volk. Yeah, he Jory he balled out of control. This yes, this man okay. was on fire. Yes, he was the talk of the town. So Dang. I got I got Courtney decision. I'm not. I actually thought Howard was really in that match and just kind of made some mistakes and wound up losing. Um, Volk, the rightful winner, obviously, but you know, yeah, my thoughts. Uh, so, uh, who do you got, Ben? I got Brandon Courtney. I think, and I think um, potentials on potentials on a major decision. I think there's uh, that possibility. It's potential. Okay, then Mikhail McGee. Versus RBY, these two have wrestled, I maybe multiple times, but uh, Roman has obviously won, and uh, I would say he will win again. Except yeah, if he, this re- happens he in really the first put it semester. on. No, he put it on him at um, uh, where did he put it on him this year? The du- the the dual tournament. Uh, yeah, at collegiate duels. Collegiate duels. Collegiate duels. Yeah, it was six so, to um, two. Six two. I think it's a decision for Roman. 
personally. Mm-hmm. This is a, all right. So Bo Bartlett, Jesse Vasquez is very interesting because Bo, as uh, as some of the critics would maintain, is a, a reluctant attacker. I would not say this. It's, That's not how true. I would describe him. What? Um, what? Wait. What do you mean? It's it's you wouldn't understand it at this level. Then um, what? Well, I mean, if, if we're gonna say a reluctant attacker is not the the key describer i am very curious as to what you would describe it as i would say he's careful very <laughs> careful person and that's i think that's a, that's an excellent quality uh, uh so we'll see how he looks at 41 it could be a, a whole new Bo bartlett i think it's gonna be a little i think you're gonna turn it up just a little bit he's gonna be more offensive i don't think we're gonna be like wow Bo is just uh, attacking like crazy jesse is Kind of a crazy wrestler. He's all over the place. Um, big moves. He's dynamic. He makes mistakes. I think that's a tough matchup, honestly, for Jesse. But I think they've got to have it. Um, I'll, but I'm, you know who I'm picking. I'm, pick, um, I'm picking. You know what? BB Gun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the BB Gun. That that should be a new nickname. Don't make that his nickname. I just it just came to me. That's recently. a great nickname. <laughs> Machine Gun Bartlett. Mach- Machine Gun Mindset. Um, He's calculated. That's right, Taylor Matthews. Calculated. Calculated. There. That's a good way of saying it. Um, yes. I don't really foresee any way that Jesse Vasquez can beat Bo Bartlett. What? Um, you don't I, foresee any way he can no, beat. No. There's no that path to victory for Jesse Vasquez. No. Wow. Uh, I mean, listen, he's a guy who was number one in high school, and um, it's been multiple years now. And as much as, I, you know, I give Bo Bartlett a hard time for not developing, um, Bo Bartlett went to the big dance and won a couple matches. And, you know, he's not he's not what he was in high school. And he's not developing like some people, but he's surely developing more than Jesse Vasquez is. Mm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really see uh, a path to victory for Jesse Vasquez. Yes. Okay. So, Bo I mean, name over. one name one really good college win that Jesse Vasquez has. It's been two years now. He beat uh, okay, really good. Okay, maybe not. He beat Caden Rooks. Hey, so I, he beat Colin Girardi. Um, are those guys NCAA qualifiers? Um, I don't think so. Maybe. Caden come on, Rooks man. Was. You come on, man. No, he beat, jo- I will he beat not. Joey Bianchi. Really? Where? Son of a gun. 12-6. I love Joey Bianchi. Doubled him up. That, that's a great American family right there. Yep. So, that's his signature win. Son of a... Yeah. Um, so, we'll see. You know. I mean, we all pick Bo here. Um, triple B. Triple B. No, not Triple B. We're not calling him that. His middle name's... Well, we don't know his middle I'm name. I'm saying we're... Better, we the Better Business oh, Bureau. Triple I like BB Gun. That's a, that's a good one. I regret saying it. Shane Van Ness versus Kyle Parko. This is must win for Arizona State. We are in must win territory right now. Yeah. Um, and I I think, man, honestly, Van Ness is such a mystery right now. We're yeah. like totally because even remember, I think his senior year he was out with injury. How much did he even wrestle his senior year of high school? Because he couldn't wrestle if he was number one. He broke his leg, I think. Um yes. So that was hardly, like Corona year, right? And it was Corona year, so it was weird anyways. And I don't think we saw him on the freestyle scene much, if any. Yeah, why did he wrestle freestyle all this year? Because he ha- hasn't even wrestled freestyle before. Yes. Is he too old for UWW juniors right now? 
Shouldn't be. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I guess it's possible. Um, I don't know. Yeah, two wins it is odd two when the other, the rest of the Penn State class is. That's what is maybe slightly concerning. Yeah. It, it's not yeah. a the whole team is not competing yeah. in these tournaments. It's just him. When Shane came out, I thought this is this is a pretty special guy because I think yeah. he combines – He's got a crazy pace, but he's not just a pace guy. He's got a lot of ways to score. Um, I, think I, he's t- I think he's tough. I think he's really, really good. Um, but at this point, I'm I'm literally citing who's number one matches. I'm citing what am I citing right now? He went two and zero as a true freshman, so I'm literally just relying on high school results and yeah, the crazy. fact that. And old high school results, not like, oh, he recently beat, you know, Jesse Mendez or whatever. It's like a while ago now. I'm thinking back to like the 2019 who's number ones. 2019? We're talking 2019? We're talking about Carver Hawkeye Arena. We were still, we still had a green logo then. We're talking green logo results. Um, We're talking a freaking wave. And... So it's like, man, that's tough. So the reason you're doing it, you're saying, okay, in 2019, he was this. He went to Penn State. He's been there, and he's healthy. Therefore, he should beat Kyle Parco. But I think it's almost a wait-and-see type of thing for for Shane. I don't know. Who are you going to pick, Ben? I'm going to pick Kyle Parco because anything else is just speculation. Mm. I mean, Kyle Parco is a guy who got it done at the college level. Um for a couple of years now, and Shane Van Ness is a guy we, you to your point, um, we haven't seen in a very long time. I mean, I'm going to bring up Parco. Was, I mean, Parco right now is 59 and 10 at the college level with two All Americans under his belt. Picking Shane Van Ness is only speculation. Yes, it is. Um, but it's the it's the Thomas Gilman Spencer Lee thing right now. Is it? Yeah, that good point. Yeah, because he's right, Spencer Lee. As only what three or four matches at the international level? Yeah. The I last think... time we saw Spencer Lee three years ago, he did look pretty good. He did. Um, I, I think we have slightly more data for Spencer Lee at the world level than we do Shane Van Ness at the college level, is what I would say. This guy's had multiple age level world champ. He won senior nationals beating our current number two guy soundly. He beat I mean, the there's been Junior world medalists that have gone on, right? That haven't even all American. He's also a three-time NCAA champion. Uh, not, he also <laughs> destroyed. Vito. Oh, yeah, yeah, we know, we know. You well, we get you it. Know? Do you know? Because it sounds it. like we I have to actually it. say it. Because right now, we currently, we're comparing Shane Van Ness to Spencer Lee. So I'm just trying to maybe Dang. say maybe not quite a one-to-one. I don't know. Perhaps. Um, hey. Um, uh, Shane Van Ness, I did look at him, man. There's no 2020 results at, at all. 2019, kind of the last thing was uh, he wrestled in the New Way Summer Duels in July of 2019, and you can't really find anything after that. But, hey, let me read you this. Ironman bracket, five of the six guys went D1. Yeah. Want to hear it? They beat? Hit it. Kendall Norfleet, who is mm-hmm. at Arizona State. Um, none of them are having great success. Mick Burnett, who is at, I think he's at Pitt. Josh Rivera, who's at Campbell. Jordan Decatur, who's at or was at Iowa State or sorry Ohio, Ohio State, State, maybe still there. I'm not sure. And then Frankie Telshar, who's at Northwestern. Who I think he's the only NCAA qualifier out of the bunch. Truth. Yeah. So Good run. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good run. He's beaten some good dudes. He won the four man bracket at um, who's number one, which is probably I think his best accomplishment. Um, I think he beat Jesse Man and Ryan Jack. You want to hear something crazy? I'm still on Shane Van Ness's profile. So you know, on track they have like the pages as 15 results per page. Right. He has competed so little that on his first page there's still uh, middle school results. Yeah, that's so freaking crazy. It is interesting. It is interesting. Um, all that being said, I'm going Shane Van Ness over Kyle Parker. Oh, stop! Speculation. It's all you're doing right it's now. It's called a prediction. That's all this is. It's all a prediction. No, so, but it's a prediction based on what? Based on factors. Factors: talent, upside, <laughs> environment, okay. savagery. Purely speculation. It's not speculation. Yes, it's all speculation. It's all speculation. Yeah. He could not even be the starter. Who's going to beat him he out? Might, he might not even start. I don't know. We don't know. Shane Van Ness might realize one. Where is Shane uh, Van He Ness? might realize. I'm sorry, Shane Van Ness. <laughs> Bo Barlow might realize 141 is too hard of a cut. Then he goes back up. Guess who beat Kyle Parko last year? Bo oh, the, one, the best win of his uh, college career, actually. Yeah, that's a pretty good win over a two-time All-American. You're like minimizing it, like that's not a great win. Um, <laughs> oh man! All right. Later. He also beat Colin Rilbuto in a great match. Oh, who's competing this him. weekend? Don't bring him up at Pelican. Colin oh, Rilbuto, I believe he's kind of nice. In the motherland, I kind of like Colin Rilbuto. Yeah, let's go. He's Colin had him. Damn it! Sorry, sorry, I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. All right. Okay, um, so that's my that's I'm speculation, prediction, whatever, what have you. We'll see them all at the finish line. We'll see what happens. Penn State lover piles. Well, it that may be true, but oh, it's turned out to be uh, right. very helpful in my predictions. What if? What if they know Tony Negron could beat Bearclaw and they bump? team are up to wrestle from Kudno. That's kind of their only path to victory, I think. Ooh. What do you think about that? So here's the thing, man. Tony, I don't... Rich Perez might be in the chat. Rich Perez Negron might be in here. Get out of here. You get out of here, Jason Hildreth. It's my pick. You make your own pick. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Beat it. Me and Ashlyn agrees with me. He says SVN smokes him. Um, Rich Perez is often in the Facebook chat. If you're in there, Rich Negron, would you please tell us if Tony can make 157 anymore. This is the brother of the man we're talking about, Tony. I think at the end he could not hold 57 anymore. So Urgh. I would not think he'd be able to make it for this match. Um, so that's right. that's my, uh, sorry, that's my prediction. So anyone else they have in there that could beat Bearclaw? 57, because yeah. if they bump team her up, he might be able to get a win. This is a great idea, Ben. Uh, let's look at ASU Wrestling Rock. <laughs> That's a little and, what I'm doing right now, too. Um, we're going to uh, Google it. And we're going to find a 57 that can do this, that can get the job done at 57. Um, mm. What do we know about mm. Gustavo Fonseca Walker? I don't know a lot about him. <laughs> I don't think, Colorado. I don't think he's the man for the job. Uh, I don't know much about him. him. Maybe. If there's Kendall Norfleet. I just brought him up a second ago. Ricky Roberto. No, I don't think he can get it done either. From Waterboy? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, so, it, we don't have a lot of 57s here. 
Um, well, their their next class isn't on here. Maybe they have uh, somewhere in their next. They class. got Michael yeah. Killick coming in, but I don't think he's going to be big he's, enough. He's pretty tough. He he's is. I don't think he's going to be big enough for fifty-seven. Maybe. Maybe Colton yeah. Schultz can All suck right. down. <laughs> well, they could cut Colton Schultz in half. That it's still going to be Schultz. It's going to be tight. Uh, um. Okay, so we're having a hard time finding that fifty-seven that can beat Bearclaw. So I think you just got to go. Right. And wrestle Teamer. Problem is, you know Teamer's not gonna. Teamer could like you know put up major points, but he's gonna win by like four or five. He's not. He's gonna dink around and then stand yeah, there and get score need to. And um, Ollie, you know this is true. You can get mad all you want. Yeah, where's Ollie at? Is you can yell at me, or? but you know, you know what it's gonna happen. Like Bearclaw's no pushover, anyways. But yeah. Jacory's the kind of guy he could smash through uh, many guys, but he won't. No, he had a lot of two point or less wins. Yeah, so he's just going to get his decision and, and move on. So we can declare a decision for Teamer and move on at this point in time. Um, wow. So three for Arizona State. Now we move up to 165. Tony Negron versus Alex Facundo. It's kind of tough to make a case for Tony here, knowing if he, yes. can, if he can make 65, he probably... Uh, yeah, exactly. So I think this is a decision. And I do think Facundo is still an interesting, um, you know, question mark, right? Like he's looked awesome at juniors. The fields are not amazing, right? But the fact that he's dominating through, it's like he's not squeaking through. He's totally destroyed yeah. everyone. At, at both but the his folks was so much different last yeah. year because, you know, he lost. Uh, we we brought this up yesterday, but he lost to Caleb Fish, who who is actually not done well in the freestyle tournaments at all. He was in those kind of the same right. brackets. John Martin Best, who um, I think you'd be hard pressed to argue that he was a world beater last year. Um, he wasn't very good, and then I mean, the best of the bunch, who is still not all that great, would be Thomas Bullard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He took those three losses, and then obviously he had the close one. Barzak's probably his best win, and that was in overtime. Yeah, uh, yeah, he he just had trouble. You know, he only beat Matt Lee three two also, so he had trouble generating offensive guys who were good. You know, he's he's putting a lot of points up on guys who aren't very good, but against the guys who are good, he had a hard time generating offense. Yeah, Arizona State man, they really need. Um... If you're, gonna be, if you're going to beat Penn Kennedy State. Kennedy Monday. Oh. oh. How about that? Well, that would be certainly interesting. Kennedy Monday, I yeah. think, has a great shot to beat Alex Facundo. So, yeah. mm, tough, tough one, but I'm going with Facundo here for three. I think if you're going to beat Penn State, you need to be able to win 165, right? You got to be able to win 65-57 and... 25-41 probably because those are the because yeah. there's well, a yeah. lot 65 65 or 41 is where you would need the upset because yes I don't think you're gonna get any of these other ones yes so we're going Facundo uh who you got Facundo shout out to Rich so great do we need great. any discussion on the next three or can we just say decision 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 well, it would there's be potential for bonus. Yeah, this could be charitable for Arizona State to say that because um, I think Dean majored yeah. him last time. Northfleet, Max Dean, at the in this dual meet here. I'll find I it. 
think there's also a chance Northfleet might not come back. Oh, that would be bad. Um, I thought he said he was coming back somewhere. I'll buy that for know. you. Mr. CP. It was 10 to 1. 10 to 1. Yeah, so I'll go major there. Um, so decision. Well, dude, I mean, Starachi should probably bonus Kyle Valencia. Mm. You think so? I would think so. I'm going major Starachi, decision Brooks, major Dean. Uh, I'll go major decision, decision. Okay. I'm going major, major decision. You're, you're too high on the on the Brooks big. I mean, Montalvo's good. Montalvo's good. Brooks can do a lot of double side pry. He loves it. Try to get away. You can't do it. And then, okay, here's the big showdown. Colton Schultz, Greg Kirkfleet. We almost saw it at the duel, but then we didn't. Much to a... That was unfortunate. That was unfortunate, much to our chagrin. I think Colton... I think I'm going with Colton here. I bet probably last year I would have not made this prediction. I probably would have said, I got Greg. But after Colton's performance at NCAAs, just how freaking hard he is to score on, how big he is, I could see him moving him around. I could see him riding Greg. I've I've got Colton by a decision here. Because this is hypothetically a regular season duel, I go Colton. Postseason could be a different story. Postseason duel? Tell me why. Because Penn State oftentimes wins in the postseason. I realize what Colton did, and Kirkfleet hasn't been the best postseason, but uh, I've come to just kind of default to if it's up in the air, lean Penn State. If it's NCAA quarterfinals on, yeah, I, I guess my I, mean, I'm, I tend to do that too. I just don't know that it's is up in the air. Yeah, for Greg, I mean, uh, why did he forfeit to Jordan Wood again? Uh, he was hurt. He was hurt. Mm, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go Colton Schultz in, in both the regular and postseason until proven otherwise. Yeah. And Colton's someone I could see giving up a takedown against. You're not, one, you're not going to ride this dude. It's basically impossible. So Too large. He's going to be coming at you, pushing you around for, for basically seven minutes unless he's holding you down on the mat. So he could give yeah. up a takedown early and just keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. I think he'll end up. Getting enough step outs uh, to force stalls or to force bad <laughs> shots. The step out. <laughs> That's what, I I mean it. I mean he's gonna like run guys. Like a big part of Colton's strategy yeah, is to get know, to his yeah. hooks and run guys out of bounds. And you do it enough times, you get stall points or they take bad shots and he runs behind because that's a big boy. And um, that's how I see it going. So. For all the talk about this duel, it still ends up being very Penn Statey. Um, Right now, he is crunching the numbers. Is uh, is James? I believe tough you have it twenty three to nine. Ben and I have it twenty to twelve. Twenty twelve, great year. Jordan hey, no, you got one more point for me. Uh, J- JD, you got one point because you had uh, three majors and I had two majors. No, but I only had a decision for Max Dean. Oh, on the board it said it said you said four. It said you had all majors on the board. There you go. I'll rewind to make sure I'm not missing it. Hold on. I'm rewinding. Yep, the board shows all three majors for you. That's Tyler's board. That's not what I said. Tyler! <laughs> Yell at Tyler. Listen, Tyler, for a word going around Flow Sports uh, 
uh, water coolers. Tyler's quite the ace uh, slow pitch softball pitcher. We started the Whoa. the league. The league. The season opener was yesterday. Mm-hmm. JD's playing. That's uh, right. Andrew Spay. The the best athletes at, at flow sports. Is this are, only full sports? Is it only full wrestling or is it all full sports? All, all full sports. sports. Actually, Spain and me are the only wrestling team members. Yeah. Mark didn't team. make the team? It was an open invite to everybody, but, you know. Jeez, Bader, get it together. Spain and me, we don't got uh, kids or responsibilities on Wednesday nights, so. Yeah, kids. We got a little more flexibility. You know, I think. I Especially think since our game didn't softball. start last night until like 9.30. Oh, my gosh, Jeez. what? <laughs> slow pitch softball, very family friendly. Good environment. I love slow pitch softball. Miss it. Um, you know, people forget. I was part of Iowa Conference honorable mention all conference senior year baseball. That, that doesn't come up oh enough God. on this show. <laughs> ben is so jealous right now. Boy, he was all conference baseball. Yeah, yeah. Why I mean, you, listen. How about you be excited like, for him? You know, instead of put uh, but downgrade him. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't make the Olympics in baseball, JD. You loser. I Just was another one of the haters like, and doubters, of which there are many. Of which there are so Sad. Many. I was thinking more about, like, the quality of competition when the average uh, school attendance is, like, 72. <laughs> Iowa is Western good at Iowa. baseball. It's tradition-rich. Stop. Field of dreams. That's right. Iowa is good at baseball. Stop. Number one, I don't know how the hell you know high school baseball rankings. And number two, I don't know, but there's no way that's true. Iowa, it's not like the, the best. It's but not the worst. It's good. Iowa has. How good do you baseball. know that, Christian? Because it's a tradition. I because here's how I know this. Because I remember the big excuse this. from Iowa people when they didn't do good at Fargo is like, well, everyone's playing baseball or working in the farms and stuff. Like baseball's a big deal. Bro, that's an Iowa. excuse that don't mean it's real. It's real to me. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna freaking Google this right now. I am I'm upset at you, Christian. Uh, You're easily let's upset. See, which... You're very sensitive, Ben Askren. High school base, uh, high school baseball by state, maybe. Base I'm not saying it's ball. the best. I said it's good. You know, I think and the, I need Andy 36. Hamilton right now. High school baseball rankings. Let's see which best. No, no team. I don't want teams. I want uh, according to you. Any... It does not crack, crack the top ten. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think they're very good. I mean, you got like California and Florida. And Texas. I bet they're I'm top like, twenty-five. But no. in cold weather states, number one. Out of cold, maybe out of cold weather states. Wow. Thank you, Liz yeah. Shalinsky. Fox, Sport, Fox Sports put it at number twenty-seven. That's pretty good <laughs> on a per capita basis. <laughs> per per cap- capita. That's not per capita, oh, and that's not God, taking really? into account weather. That's cap- all fifty. Yeah. All 50 oh per gosh. capita. Given the circumstances, it might be the best. Honestly, it's top 10. <laughs> it's top 10, and it might be the best. So, okay, and Ross Patton says, Iowa plays in summer when most states play in the spring. It's true. See, you didn't know that either, Ben, because oh you're too busy God. hating in your lofty throne in Wisconsin. I'm weird. Hey, Virginia's got a team on the top 25. They got Hanover High School in Mechanicsville. You yep. know that one? Mm-hmm. Lake Travis is number 18 in case uh, Caleb wants to move to a good baseball high school. Lake Travis. Uh, I'd say good sports high school. That's, they're like, in a, they have NFL that's players. That's like Drew Brees, um, Baker Mayfield, I think, went there. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. Caleb's next to Drew Brees. Nick Foles, one of them. Yeah, Westlake. Um, yeah. 
So we've, we've established that Iowa is really good at baseball. Yes. And I was right once again. Okay. Um, let's get to some questions. There's a lot. Um, let's go. Which one do we want first? Um, I don't want to do a voicemail one. Where's this one for Ben? Would Benjamin trade at Hodge for a world champion oh, I saw that. medal? That's a tough one. If you if you upgrade me to a world championship, then yes, for sure. World medal, eh, I'm not so sure. People in in that era, people don't really, um, people don't really remember all the world medals. Like say, like Donnie Pritzloff won a world medal, and I think people forget that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I think I forgot that so, until you said it, and yeah. I knew it definitely at some um, point. So that's, that's a tough one. Uh, although sometimes. I think uh, sometimes I see these current guys win world medals, and but I didn't even win a world medal. I freaking suck. I didn't even get a world medal. I stink. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think that. So that? it would make me feel a little better about myself, but I'm not trading it unless I get a world title. If you give me a world title, I'll trade. Yeah, I think that makes sense. But That's Olympic, but an Olympic medal. Olympic medal, I'd probably do for an Olympic medal. Yeah, we'll do that. Wow. Um. Liz, Liz forgot that Donnie was a, a world medalist as well. Like I think yeah. we'll look back like guys like you know Cologne. We'll, we'll probably remember it more because it's just more in the modern era with like internet and yeah. stuff. But um, he's definitely one that kind of <laughs> sticks out. It's kind of mm. funny to think about. Okay, EJ Newton out here trying to fix Greco. We applaud him. He says I think Greco should add a rule that if you score a step out, you can put your opponent down and force parterre. More chances on top equal more points. Plus, people will push harder for throws, etc. Uh, what do you think of that rule idea, Ben? Love it. Let's do it. I like it too. I'm pretty sure. So uh, I was telling JD about this yesterday, but during the Olympics, when Andy and I were just sitting there watching, and there's some long Greco days there, and we're thinking like, this isn't great to watch, and we're here. So what <laughs> would we do better? And I think this this idea from EJ is literally what um, Andy said. He's like, I think if they get a step out, they should get enforced parterre. So, this is a common, this is a common um, thought. So, I think it, I think it's a good idea. I stand by it. Keith Gothard approves. Wow, that's interesting. The biggest of all of the Greco uh, you know my Greco rules. I think they should just start like um, each guy gets two gut wrench locks and a reverse lift lock, and that's the whole match. You get like you know twenty seconds per. We'll call it a day. Whoever's got the most points wins. Okay, that's an option. We could look into that's that. That's fun. Didn't they used to make him start chest to chest? Oh, yeah, that was how Rulon won a freaking Olympic yeah. title over Corellin. And then he broke the lock. He broke the lock and then recovered, and that's why he's uh, he beat the goat. <laughs> it's one of, he did it. Mm-hmm. Just to be very wide and strong. <laughs> he was he's wide. He's width. What does a, uh, Sean Carroll wants to know, what does a Seth Gross carnivore taco look like? How could you make a carnivore uh, taco? Oh, carnivore taco. I don't know. Tough. I don't know. Can he do cheese? Dairy Wait, might this, be why, why are we asking this? Did Seth say he did a carnivore taco or something? No, Sean Carroll. Well, someone asked what the top five taco spots in Missouri were. And then someone's uh, like, well, what would a Seth Gross carnivore taco look like? You can get, well, if you can do cheese, um, which I don't think he can, but like, you can fry up the cheese to make a little taco. 
Wow. Right I don't think it's going to work, JD. Uh, I yeah. like your creativity. I applaud your creativity. Uh, La Chinita uh, 512 does their tacos like that. They have the uh, uh, the tortilla outside of that, but they have like a little cheese tortilla almost on the inside. Too. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I hear you. Loud and clear. I'm not I saying it's like ideal, when... okay, but I'm, try- I'm trying to help Seth out. I'm trying, trying to help him. Can we just help someone? Would what if you had? Thing, okay, man? I got it, JD. What if you got one of them really thin pieces of steak and you cook that, and then you put the other steak in the thin piece That's of steak? Maybe work. And then you. That would, yeah, would work. I was trying to think of a good meat container. What what could be shaped? Well, one of those super hardened. thin pieces of steak, and then you can kind of wrap it. Yeah, almost like a burrito. Yeah, 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 like a soft taco. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Okay, figured it out. Just deli oh, meat it up. Oh, oh. Do we want? All right, we have voicemails. Um, which one do we think is best, JD? I, I heard them all, but I'm curious which one you want. We got Bad Santa. We've got Simon from Minnesota. Um, let's do oh let's do Simon from Minnesota. Simon from Minnesota. Let's go. Hey, this is Simon from Minnesota, and I just got done listening to you guys talk about Jordan and his reign of greatness. So it brought me thinking of an athlete that maybe could have had that long of a reign, and I was thinking of Kale. So it's pretty nuts to wrap your head around, but his senior year was 2002. That'd be like Kale if he pulled what Jordan did. That'd be like Kale wrestling through 2016, kind of. Just pretty wild to think about, but anyways, I hope someone finds it as cool as I did because I was pretty pumped up about it. You guys have a good one. I like what he says. Pumped I, I don't want to pick it. on him, but what's he pumped up about? Some math? I, I don't know. He's pumped up. He's like, I get it. Possibilities that I were. Get... I don't know. You can't rewind time. You can't go back in time. Um, but yes, it if is I pretty. Could turn back time. That's a song. It's pretty wild that. Um, Do we think Jordan has wrestled so long, and that that 2002 plus 14 equals 2016? I know, <laughs> but it is weird to think about. It is kind of weird, yes. Be- if you th- weird, yes. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, and I think it is weird and wild. If he was, do we think this reign of guys wrestling so long, a la Burroughs, Snyder, Taylor, Dake, will become more of a trend? Yes, I think you so. do. I think it's better training as long as the funding stays. Yeah, better training and funding. Or is it just these guys are so good? This is their thing, and well, I think it'll go a little bit what, back to the mean. After no, no, no. I, I think what'll happen is um, the guys who are say like a, a backup or the guys who can't make the team behind these guys maybe will find a different field. Let's say you know honestly like a bone nickel, right? A bone nickel. If he would have been the guy right away, maybe he stays in wrestling. Um, but because he realizes his path to being on the team is kind of a, a handful of years away, he finds he goes to MMA, which I'm sure he'll do great in. But obviously, there'll be a point at which let's just go the 86, 92, 97. If you're in there, it's almost impossible to make the team right now because you have essentially three world champions back to back to back, right? Um, and even 79 is a world champ also. But at some point, those guys are going to retire. And when they retire, whomever the guy to assume that spot is, if he sucks, maybe he doesn't stay around for a while. And then there, but eventually there'll be someone really good who assumes that spot. And once that person assumes a spot, they could then keep it for a long time, potentially. But one thing Does that makes sense. Yes, it no? makes sense. But think about yeah. Dake and Taylor, how long they hung around as like not That's the guy. True. They were, I mean, 
Actually, you know what? But it's actually so not that long when you when you guy. think. Of, no, no, no. It's not that long when you think about it because Taylor graduated college in twenty fourteen. Correct. Made 14. his first team in eighteen. And but he yeah he was so close in in sixteen and seventeen he was so close. Um, right. So it's like that's only sixteen is only two years away. Seventeen is only three years away. Like and he was really really close. Dake was obviously a little further because he graduated college in 2013 yes correct 13 yeah yeah he also didn't make the team till 18 but still they had they had guys in their way they had jordan in their way um yeah so they they really had to stick around um before they before they broke through and now they've had a stranglehold on their spot since 2018 basically okay um bad santa let's hear from bad santa Hey, this is Nathan from Illinois, also known as Bad Santa. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask a question about four-time national champions, specifically as it pertains to Pat Smith. I know in this coming year we have two potential four-time national champions, and I feel like in the modern era of wrestling, especially with FRL, you know, Cale Sanderson and Kyle Dake get a lot of glory, as does Logan Steber in a lot of ways. But I feel like in a lot of ways Pat Smith, even though he was the first four-time national champion, often gets forgotten and i want to know why you guys think that is i think there's maybe a level of dominance that wasn't seen by pat smith that you do see from the last three four-time national champions but i feel like his feet often does get forgotten or isn't highlighted as much and i just want to get your guys opinion on why that's the case or even if you think that is the case um love frl love flow wrestling thank you for everything you guys do for the sport bye Thank you, Bad Santa. That was nice. Um, yeah, what is it about Pat? I think Pat won one of the hugest factors is just when he did it. It was, you know, we how many matches of Pat Smith have we been able to even watch, right? I've seen his NCAA yeah. finals against Tom Ryan. Uh, seen some of his matches. I think I think it's a combination of the main one, if you were put it into buckets, the main one is the timing of it. The second is he lost some matches, which is common with most of our four-timers, except Kale. He actually had two ties as well. He had two ties because that was a thing. Case in um, point, he wrestled at a time there were actually tie matches. Ben, you have, your, you have your um, index. Number up. one, he never made a senior-level world team, yes. which probably affected that. And then obviously because he didn't make a team, he never won a medal. Um, number two, overshadowed by his brother, that sucks, right? I mean, you'd be a four-time NCAA champ, but your brother was was and maybe still is the greatest American of all time. Yes. That really negatively affects you, especially when you think of like a fan base is the one that pushes. Um, and the Oklahoma State fan base would push John Smith over Pat Smith for sure all days of the week. Number three, I'd say he never became a um, head college coach. And so like a John Smith or a Tom Brands, or a Kale Sanderson, their legend grows because, and obviously a Dan Gable, right? Their legend grows because of what they do as a coach, as well as what they did as an athlete. He never became a head college coach or really um, uh, a prominent coach in in any shape, right? So I think that's a huge one. Not just the legend grows, but they're in the spotlight. Their name is tossed around a lot more. Yeah, that too. So I would did, say even Logan, yeah. uh, when, when you yeah. say Kyle, Kale, and Logan, Logan gets forgot about because Kale, obviously, we're talking about all the time because of what he's doing at Penn State. Kyle, we're talking about all the time because he's still winning world titles. Um, and Logan, 
Again, not on the senior world team right now. He did win a world title, but not currently active as a competitor. And I believe he's like the third assistant at Ohio State, mm-hmm. you know. So um, he's kind of not quite as talked about right now. Yeah, I agree. I think I think the it'll be really interesting if we add two more in the next year, how we're going to view all these four-timers. Yeah. Um, and then are we going to get more after that? Is A.J. Ferrari going to be a four-time national champ? Is Carter Storacci going to win five? Is, uh, you know... Keegan O'Toole, baby, what are you? Get those Keegan words O'Toole. out your mouth. I mean, it's just, it's a foregone conclusion at this point, Ben. The guy's got it locked up. It's in the bag. Five-time All-American, four-time national champion. Legend. Still getting better. Still getting better. That's right. Um, yeah, we're, so we're going to have a bunch. Then it's going to be really interesting. Is it good to have that many four-timers? I mean, we didn't have any till Pat Smith in the 90s. Uh, and yeah. then... Well, I think it's a factor of... Um, there's actually really high level coaching at a younger age now. Um, and that, that wasn't the case for a long time. And so, you know, you had guys at the collegiate level, just hitting this insane growth spurt. Cause they're actually finally around elite level coaching, um, and elite level training partners. And now that's happening earlier. So you're having kids be success, more successful earlier. But I don't understand why that makes more four-time national champions. Cause that is something that is more available to everyone. I would have because thought... you got to be ready in year one. Oh, so you got to be ready in year one to, to win, win four. 18, you got to be ready right away. Yeah, got it. Got and it. if if so, if you start the elite coaching when they get to college, by the time they're in year four of the elite coaching, you know their their growth curve is, and so the the year four and year five guys are insanely hard to beat because they've had many years of really elite coaching, and there's very few people who are in year one or year two who've had a lot of elite-level coaching. So there's just such an advantage um, by the older ones. Uh, that, that, that would be my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Uh, at least I obviously wasn't around during the 70s, 80s, 90s era, so I can't comment on that. But I will tell you, in the 2000s era, I was around, and I can say for sure, 100%, that's the case. Very few guys came in with really high skill levels, and a lot of guys got a lot better while they were there because there was actually elite-level coaching. Yes. Okay. Um, good stuff there. Good question from Bad Santa, which, you know, shout out to him. Uh, Boondog from North Carolina has an NCAA rules question. So let's check let's in with go Boondog. Boondog. I don't know any Santa. of the rules, though. Yeah, we don't know the rules. But hey, guys, this is Boondog from North Carolina and had a question about the new NCAA rule change. So if you get five events, to participate in throughout the year as a red shirt and it doesn't count against you, can one of the events be your conference tournament? Could another event be the NCAA championship? So essentially, like, basically, can you be an NCAA champion while still being in red shirt? And then if this is for red shirts, does it apply for any other shirts, like Olympic years or, I guess, gray shirts? Maybe you can't do that because you're not in school. But just wanted to see how far could someone push this rule to try to get more NCAA championship appearances. Thanks, guys. I don't think it's uh, maybe even outlined, but no, you can't. I thought it's, I thought it was out. I thought it said not the. Uh, I don't remember what the word was. Postseason. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you do postseason, post-season, post-season I believe. That, yeah. So, don't think so. Um, but thank you, Boondog. Um. Okay, I'll do one more if I can find one. Um, Let's do it. I can't. I think this is it. Oh, okay, no, here it is. Sean Carroll. 
forgive me if addressed, but I'm a day behind. If freestyle season slash tennis comparison, I couldn't help but think there's prize money in tennis. Oh. Would U.S. participation increase if there was prize money for podium finishes at Farrell, U.S. Open, etc.? I thought I thought we I thought I implied this when I was making this argument. Well, elaborate. Uh, no, I thought I thought this was implied. I, I thought we said that um, uh, because of both prize money at the event and then because of the desire of sponsors, right? If if uh, Nike sponsoring a tennis athlete and they don't ever show up at anything um that nike is not going to be pleased with their athlete right i would actually assume in the contract contractually there's probably an amount of events that they have to either show up and or play in uh i would guess and in wrestling because for the high majority of athletes their main source of income is their rtc salary um which is you know non-competition based for the majority of them i would just you know they don't desire to show up at a lot of events yes um, yeah. So I don't know if that would s solve uh, a large portion of the problem, nor do I understand exactly where the money comes from for feral placements or U.S. Open. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they'd have to be. They have to. They have to be a draw. They'd have to start generating revenue. Yes, that's the yeah. thing. It's like placing yeah. at the Bill Farrell does not make anyone any money. It's like correct. They have to. But um, become well, if yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, obviously, Flow has done pro cards before, and I guess you guys, you guys aren't even sure the exact numbers of me, but I think they did okay. Um, so if you could create a circuit or a, and or a series of those things, then you could generate revenue to pay the athletes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's feasible or not at this point in time. Um, but again, to you know, to what you were saying the other day, where you 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 so you brought up that you offered certain athletes amount of money and they didn't do it because those athletes are satisfied with how much they're being paid by the RTC. And essentially the RTC is paying them. I don't want to say strictly, but a, a yeah. lot of the RTCs are paying them as a training partner, right? Very few RTCs. I, I will, I'll say, no, I don't think there's any RTCs that are saying we're paying you and we want you to compete in 30 matches per year or something to that effect. Right. No and if there was no RTC money, if there was, you know, limited RTC money, and the only way the athletes could be full-time athletes was go compete in tournaments and win money, they would do that, right? Christian, if I said you get zero, you get zero salary, I'm going to give you a small stipend for a sponsorship. We'll imagine there's a sponsor that wants your, your popular sponsor, but you can go compete at these eight tournaments. And over the course of eight tournaments, you could win 80 grand in prize money. You're going to freaking go to the tournaments. Yep. You right? are. I mean, that's that's the sort of dynamic in jujitsu comparatively. It's like they're not getting paid unless they're competing, getting prize money so that they can build their name up, sell instructionals, yeah. sell out seminars. That's like the economy there. We're like, yeah. you know, th these, these high profile gyms aren't paying these guys major money to just train there. They're getting Correct. paid. They're, they're paying them nothing, I don't think, right? Yeah, primarily. Yeah, that's that's And the actually- case. Wait, isn't it actually the obvious? In, in MMA, it's opposite, right? I pay Rupus Sport for the training, and I yeah. think Jiu-Jitsu might be the same. Like they don't they don't pay a monthly fee. They probably pay a pro team where they're paying, I don't know, five percent of their of their earnings or their winnings to that coach to spend the time with them. I think the majority of like of the elite teams, like the Autoses, the the you know New Wave B team, etc. I think they're not pay the competition teams are not having to pay. Um, so if you're on that elite competitor okay. level, you're probably not paying for that. 
Um, and you may be getting paid to like run classes at times. Um, Got it. So anyway, fun stuff to talk about. Um, fun week of shows for sure. Tuesday, Ben will be here. Um, I'll be Wednesday. not. Here. I'll be in. I'll be at the Great Salt Lake. I might be floating when I be on the show. Is that right? <laughs> have you ever swam in the Great Salt Lake? I have not. That... I would like to. I think you can. You can float, right? Because it's uh, such a high salt content. The salinity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let us know if you can. Tyler, I'm sure has all the uh, sophistication to live stream from a lake. If you're just on a some sort of flotation device, so we'll. Get that equipment there, no problem. Um, so we'll look forward to that. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Happy summer. We will be back next Tuesday. We thank you all so much. Thanks to JD, Ben, Shane Sparks, and Tyler, the producer. But most of all, you. Thanks so much. You guys in the chat do make this fun. YouTube, I'll try to pay more attention to you next time. We had Chuck Barber in the chat. That's cool. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great weekend. See you then. Bye. Peace.